All right, joining us here for the news briefing is Im Sedim in the studio. Good morning to you. Good morning, Henry. We're going to begin with an update on these uh, electoral races. Uh, a large part of our coverage has been on the sole mayoral by-elections as uh, that is going to be a big race that affects everything, including here uh, for us on um, TBS. But there is another interesting race going on in Busan. So let's look at that upcoming by-election as well. That's going to occur on the same day. There's only about two weeks left until voters go to the poll. So in Busan, it is right now, if you look at the polls, not really a close race with the main opposition conservative candidate from the PPP, Park Hyung-jun, enjoying a lead. However, a lot of questions have been raised as to his uh, ethical behaviors over the years and some allegations of improprieties and a lot of nicknames being leveled at him, um, some referring to him as an onion, so to speak, because the more layers you peel away, there just seems to be more and more of these uh, sordid allegations that are coming up. So there are a lot to suss through, but overall, from what you've been able to see, Sedim, Tell us a little bit, generally speaking, about the allegations that have been raised against him. Yes, truly with the latest scandal revolving around LH and the recent string of events that highlighted the important note for the concept of fairness, almost every candidate at this by-election is struggling with the issue. Park Hyung-jun of the main opposition People Power Party for the mayorship of Busan is facing allegation that his wife had lobbied for his daughter's admission at Hongik University. This allegation is based on the statement of the former Hongik University professor Kim Seung-young, who told the press yesterday that he gave 85 points of the works of Mr. Park's daughter's assignment for the entrance examination, even though it was just worth 30 points out of the pressure to give a grade higher than 80 points. According to Professor Kim, he could not dare to turn down his superior orders for fears that it would cost him a promotion. He also claimed that Park Hyung-jun's wife had had shed a tear when she came to the office to ask favors to the professor to give her daughter good points for the fine art performance test. In in response to the allegations that he is politically motivated, motivated, Kim drew a clear line that he he intended no glory or political gains through his confessions. He is now demanding formal acknowledgement and apology from Park Hyung-jun and his camp. So... If the allegations are indeed true and what Professor Kim Seung-yeon is saying is indeed all validated, uh, this seems like a big deal because yes. there is a lot of tit-for-tat here going on. Is You guys keep accusing people like Cho Guk of all of these same things, mm-hmm. and yet you're doing the exact same thing, maybe even in a more egregious way. So it just seems very difficult to justify his candidacy yes. uh, towards that end. Um, what what are the excuses or kind of alibis that are being given from then the Park Hyung-jun camp and the candidate? Yes, surely Park Hyung-jun is in full denial of the accusation that he asked favor during his daughter's university entrance exams, arguing that the validity of the Professor Kim has to be questioned before anything else. The spokesperson of Park Hyung-jun's camp first raised the question of how Professor Kim could close his eyes to one unjust act and give 85 points to a piece of work that was only worth 30 points, but also say that he's a person with integrity that will uphold the values of righteousness. She further went on to point out that Professor Kim Seung-yeon has a history of memory loss, and therefore the trueness of his statements should be taken into delicate inspection. This is in response to this seemingly detailed recollection of his memories when he appeared on Kim Ojun's news factory yesterday. Professor Kim had relayed 
that he remembered exactly which people were at the site of the favor being asked and explained how the judging pro- process was altered to fit the request by Park k y u n g j u n s wife. The host had referred to Professor Kim's memory as being photographic. As the two sides continue to find fault in each other's accusations, it looks like it might be a while before the entire truth is unveiled. Right. So the strategy appears to be basically smearing um, Professor Kim Seon's character and then calling to question his mental uh, faculties in terms of even remembering all of this. Uh, The counter argument to that has been that, well, memories uh, work, recollections work in different ways. Some things you can remember in very vivid detail, especially traumatic events or things like that, and others might slip through. But as you say, that that does seem to be more of a kind of an insult to his um, uh, kind of mental standing or his his mental abilities at his uh, advanced age. But the second thing about the integrity aspect, he has also apologized uh, to the public for uh, what he believed to have been a very Mm -hmm. uh, wrong act, something that uh, was uh, morally unjustified But as you said, um, for his career's sake, he felt he had been forced to uh, make that fateful decision to raise those points. So those you're pointing out the one allegation with the uh, admittance to the uh, Hongik University for the daughter and how that's raised a lot of questions about uh, Park Hyung-jun's character himself. Uh, there is now a media standard that has uh, interestingly gone up that um, the opposition side said you cannot name the, the wife and the daughter involved in this, mm-hmm. but then the media has basically said, we're going to have to use, in order for fairness, the c h o g u k standard and mm-hmm. completely release the names of all of the individuals alleged to have been involved. We don't even have time to get into the uh, further allegations that have been raised in terms of the LCT mm-hmm. uh, purchase of the luxury units and all of the questions that remain there, or the uh, alleged surveillance of citizens that happened under his watch during the MB administration when he was senior secretary for civil affairs. So there are a lot of uh, allegations to suss through. And as you say, um, it might take a while before the truth is unveiled, but we only have two weeks left to go to the polls. But these are all things that the uh, citizens of Busan will have to consider uh, as they make their choice between either Park Hyung-jun or Kim Young-chun of the ruling party. So Let's move from Busan to Seoul then, Serim. This is where we have one ruling party candidate, and we still do not know who the unified candidate from the opposition side will be. It's been a long-running, some might think a bit too long-running battle between uh, the two who want to vie for that uh, opposition crown. We are seemingly in the process of now figuring it out because we've been going through uh, a public opinion poll process which should come out uh, sometime today if things go smoothly. Um, Give give us an update, though, on what's happened yesterday. Yes, after relentless talks that lasted for more than a week between the main opposition PPP and the minor opposition People's Party, it looks like there is still little patience left between the two. It looks like both sides have opted for malicious propaganda against each other in an effort to discredit the other candidate and gain a lead in the polls that were conducted throughout yesterday. PPP Seoul mayoral candidate Oh Se-hoon at yesterday's press conference at the National Assembly referred to Ahn as a mirage candidate and criticized Ahn for staging his attacks in line with the ruling party's accusations against him regarding to the controversy around Daegukdong's designation as a special housing area, saying that it, it is not the right attitude of a candidate that is hyping for a peaceful unification 
process. In opposition, Antris of the People's Party said, with the Daegukdong corruption issue continuously being highlighted and further propped, the possibility of Oh Se-hun resigning for his candidacy is even more increasing. Such, a, such accusations are assumed to be out of the pressure on both sides due to how close the poll results are looking. As both candidates swore to, be, swore to abide by the results of the poll, which is expected to come out later today, it, is, it will be interesting to observe the outcome of the reaction of the unfortunate team. Right, because the, the, the key point of all of this is that One side is going to win this public opinion poll and the other side is supposed to graciously accept the defeat and then team up with that winner and and campaign together and show this unified front. There is still some skepticism that is going to happen and um, there is this outside possibility that uh, maybe one side might not um, accept the results. As you say, there does seem to be still some bitter feelings involved with both camps and the interesting... kind of twist to all of this is, as we've been observing from the ruling party side, most of the attacks right now publicly have been leveled against Oh Se-hun. And there is this indication that he right now is the stronger Mm -hmm. candidate and maybe having the advantage in the polls up through now. So there is this idea of a strategic sort of temporary alliance where, as An Chul-su has now kind of recognized that I have to go after this with the Negokdong attack, even though it's the same attack that the ruling, ruling party is giving, because not just to kind of topple Oh Se-hun down a peg, but also maybe to motivate um, Minju party supporters, because this is an open poll. So mm-hmm. you're going to randomly get a phone call. and You might not be necessarily a conservative yeah. person. You might be a Minju supporter. Those Minju supporters might strategically decide... You know what? If, I think An c h e s u might be the easier <laughs> candidate against Park Yong-soo. So I'm going to say, yes, I support An c h e s u in that poll result, which may give An c h e s u that edge enough to maybe pull this off and get the victory in the public opinion poll. Mm-hmm. Now, again, you, you mentioned whoever wins, it's going to be interesting because it's, it's very close. And I think mm-hmm. although Oh Se-won is considered to be the favorite right now, It could just as easily be on to sue. How the other side reacts and how beautiful this uh, consolidation process is will go a long ways to see if whether there will be a full synergy of all the supporters of a n t o s u and all the supporters of Oseon actually combining to be this one big block that's going to uh, defeat Park Young-sun. So uh, very interesting next, I think, few hours as uh, we get more clarity and we head into the afternoon today. All right, uh, we're going to get an update now on the ongoing um, battle between the Ministry of Justice and the Prosecutor's Office. After a lot of consideration and what must have been a very difficult decision, Justice Minister Park Bum-gye uh, failed to reach consensus with the prosecutor's office, uh, but he did uh, exercise his direct investigation command. Um, it does feel like uh, the clock was ticking in terms of the uh, statute of limitations on one of the witnesses who were alleged to have been coerced to have false testimony against the former Prime Minister Han Myung-suk. What are the options now available for him? Yes, when nothing came from Justin Minister Park Bom-gye's decision to exercise his direct investigation rights, it was expected that he would launch a joint inspection team composed of personnel from both the Ministry of Justice and Supreme Prosecutor's Office, and he acted no differently. Park Bom-gye does not seem 
seem to have conceded to the conclusion made by the Supreme Prosecutor's Office not to indict, as he did not make any official claim to have acknowledged it. Instead, he emphasized on the necessity for the joint inspection team, pointing out that the problems he had to face in the last meeting with extended conference with executives of the Supreme Prosecutor's Office, especially on the issues of attendees and the leakage of the content to the press. The Ministry of Justice also announced its plan to revise the procedures and standards of the, for the administration in the prosecutor's office on allocating the cases and proceeding with important cases through this joint inspection process. However, even if any corruption is revealed through this round of joint inspection, no further disciplinary action is possible for three years of prescription to take such measure is already due. Park Bom-gye's action is now is de- deemed to be a warning to the prosecutor's office in general to lay grounds for the second round of prosecutor's reforms and media play. So, again, we have to emphasize this was a very difficult decision because the other kind of I guess the nuclear option he had would have been to just say, you know what, I don't accept your decision at all, and I'm going to completely take over this investigation. And right before the deadline for the statute of limitations, we are actually going to get a probe into whether we're going to indict uh, some of these people involved with this case. That did not happen. So the statute of limitations has now expired because that was yesterday. And that means a lot of the core uh, reform supporters are a bit disappointed that the justice minister didn't make that more bold mm-hmm. move to to get that uh, nuclear card in uh, in action. However, it does look like, as you say, he's gone very strongly, saying, "I do not. I think something fishy has gone on. I don't. Not, I do not like the way the process was handled with this." And so the. I guess the question is now, um, what's the response coming from the prosecutors? Yes, the prosecutor's office indeed appearing to be very uncomfortable towards Justice Minister Park Bom-gye's determination and action to activate another card to take the inspection further. And an anonymous executive prosecutor said, this is a mere nitpicking from the minister as things did not turn out the way he wanted. He also added, I don't understand why explaining the course of events by the prosecutor who handled the case himself is being a problem here as it is a normal procedure. As such atmosphere gets pervasive, a suspicion that Minister Park is taking a hasty measure to save the former Prime Minister Han Myung-suk is growing stronger in the prosecutor's office. Right, and so a lot of people wonder whether this uh, internal inspection system, this kamchal, is going to have any teeth and whether it will actually, as you say, uh, this whole process could take a, a, a long time to even get uh, enforced, mm-hmm. that uh, there might not really be anything that is uh, punitive for a lot of the prosecutors who have been involved here, mm-hmm. accused of wrongdoing. Uh, There is additional anger against the prosecutors in terms of what has been deemed this manipulation of the media. You've been talking about the the prosecutor's point of view on this is they are feeding the media a lot of these leaks and tips and and their side of the story without maybe getting an equally balanced view on the other side. Uh, That meeting that we were talking about where they were deciding on the indictment process, it was sworn to secrecy. There was a strict order to not leak the details of the meeting, the Mm -hmm. outcome of it. 
But less than 10 minutes after that meeting ended, apparently it was leaked to one of the reporters who got a scoop and then put it out to the public right away, which Mm -hmm. again indicates this sordid relationship that a lot of the reform advocates have Mm -hmm. been talking about and why there is this desperate need for reform. And although a lot has been accomplished, including Gongsucha and uh, a lot of the other aspects of investigative rights, there are still these final hurdles that remain. And as you say, uh, a a difficult task to kind of finalize everything uh, for Justice Minister uh, Park. We're going to talk about that much more in detail during our TM Views segment in Part 4, so uh, definitely stay tuned for that. Let's turn now to real estate. It's become a huge issue. It's probably the biggest issue for these upcoming by-elections, whether it is public anger over the LH scandal or uh, public anger over these various candidates and their alleged real estate uh, improprieties. But for a lot of us, uh, we just want to simply get a place to live. Now, how do you do that? Well, some people, if you are investing and wanting to uh, make um, a, a wise investment without too much uh, of a burden or liability to your finances, there seems to be a wave of chunse deals available, which wasn't necessarily the case a few years ago. Uh, what that means, though, is that this so-called gap uh, or gap mm, investing type, type technique doesn't seem to be now kind of suitable for mm. the current environment. What exactly is going on? Yes, just a few months ago, there was a so-called lease craze or 전세난 in Korean when the 전세 deals dropped significantly in the market. It was largely because of the price for lease deals jumped and the number of the deals available were cut as the government enforced heavy regulations in the market to cast off the speculators at that time. The situation now is in the direct opposition to what it used to be then. Gap investors who caught in the race for lease craze ran out of monetary flow when they now have to pay for the remaining balance. Gap investors normally check into deals of greater price in in expectation of their previous property being checked in by another buyer whose payment will in turn become seed money for their gap investment. However, the case now is that with more lease deals available in the market, the buyer who will in turn provide a source of funding for gap investors is not appearing as promised. If such a trend continues, gap investors are in danger of not of not being able to make up for the remaining balance and losing their deposit, which is normally up to 10 to 20% of their deals. With the number of lease deals increased in the market, the gap investment deals are disappearing. This kind of phenomenon is expected to help stabilize the real estate market price, which had been chaotic for a long time. So bottom line, I mean, the simplest way to look at it is is if you are a real estate investor and you're looking into buying properties, but you don't have a lot of cash on hand, monetary supply is kind of tight in the sense that a bank is not going to lend you 90% of the principal of that house, Mm -hmm. right? And so if you want to get the funding for that house, a lot of people use what is known as this gap Mm -hmm. investment technique where you you purchase a place, but you immediately get that tenant's Mm -hmm. uh, seed money who is paying that chunse rate. Mm -hmm. Back in the good old days, the chunse rates were upwards of 80, sometimes 90% Mm -hmm. of the actual value of the actual house. And so you actually got that big lump sum back in from the leaser's house, which gave you that seed money, as you say, to be able to purchase these Properties. So, because of the flood of new chunse uh, units up for lease right now, that has put a downward pressure on the chunse prices, which again, as you say, gives a lower percentage to the purchase price, mm-hmm. which in turn.
return then um, gives a little less leeway for the gap investors to have that seed money to be able to kind of willy-nilly go go around and and purchase up these properties. So it's a bad thing for gap investors, but for the majority of us, we probably don't have a lot of sympathy Mm -hmm. for them. And as you say, the overall effect could be a more stabilization of the real estate market. And as we're seeing now, perhaps a little bit of a downward trend uh, on the prices, which does seem to indicate that all of this effort with the government for these number of years finally seems to be working. Maybe too early to say definitively, but that looks like where the trend is going for now. Okay, so (laughs) that was a little bit of a real estate lecture 101. Let's go to our final story here. Uh, Let's get an update on Mm COVID-19. We should do that on a daily basis. And some really uh, recent kind of positive reports on the AstraZeneca vaccine, as well as uh, some updates on the blood clot issue. Mm, Yes, the country reported Uh, 415 new cases as of yesterday, remaining above the 400 mark for nearly a week. Of the cases, 396 were locally transmitted, while 19 were from overseas. There are one more death, bringing the fatality tally to 1,697. According to the Korea Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices yesterday, AstraZeneca's COVID-19 vaccine, which has been under scrutiny for the reports of blood clotting events, has no causal link with such symptoms and its rollout should continue. Earlier, the European Medicine Agency made the same conclusion, but also said that there needs to be a closer look into the vaccine with the concerns over blood clotting disorders such as CVST and DIC. However, Choi eun Hwa, the head of the advisory committee, said, that, said at a press briefing yesterday that the concerning blood clotting disorders suggested by the EMA rarely occur with a rate of around one, million, one in a million people. She added that the benefit of receiving the shots far outweighs the risk of its side effects and advised to receive the shots without delay when one's turn comes. Well, the president and the first lady feel that the AstraZeneca vaccine is the one that uh, they want to take. And that sends a very clear message and a lot of now uh, signals about AstraZeneca. You mentioned that the uh, blood clotting issue appears to not have any causal link to AstraZeneca itself. Another report coming out that uh, the uh, recent studies have shown that AstraZeneca is actually 79% effective against the COVID-19 virus. And so... It's interesting here with um, Korean media coverage was there was so much reporting on AstraZeneca and the blood clots and people getting bad side effects and all of uh, the dangers against the elderly people. But when those reports came out yesterday in regards to the 79% efficacy and also this idea that the um, the cl- clotting is not related, not as um, kind of intense uh, reaction from the media. It's interesting what they deem to be kind of sexy stories. All right, we're going to leave it there. As always, Hedin, thank you very much for the reporting. We'll talk to you again soon. Thank you.